Hey everybody, it's John. I wanted to remind you that we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Over there on Patreon, Mitch and I discuss subjects concerning movies and television and just about anything else we want to talk about. So uh, if you want to come over there, you can subscribe for $2 a month for one episode or $5 a month for every episode at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are analyzing aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm John Engel. And I'm Tom Taylor. And today we're here to, to discuss Minute 58 of Aliens, which begins with Gorman telling a pone, not a pone, but a pone, <laughs> that they can't fire in there. And it ends with Hicks telling Frost that he likes to keep his shotgun handy. He does. Don't we all? Sure. I mean, I've got mine right over here. So do I. Okay, cool. I thought I was the only one. Specifically for close quarters. Yeah. For close encounters. Does he say quarters or encounters? That's the next minute. We're doing it again. Guys. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so Tom Taylor's back. Tom, you wrote a book. You wrote a book once, didn't you? I did. Remind me the name of the book. The book is called In Memory of Todd Woods. That's right. I've I've read half of your book. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Well, here's what happened. I got it off of on Kindle. I have it yeah. on my Kindle. Then I lost the power cord to my Kindle and oh. just shrugged. You know how you do sometimes when you yeah. don't really care that much about some <laughs> thing that you have around the house? You went, oh, I can't power that up. And yeah. I found it. It's sitting here. The power cord's sitting right here in front of me. All I have to do is charge that Kindle. Do it. I'm going I'm to read the rest of your book. I we'll promise. Sorry. Well, thanks. That's awesome. I, no, I really enjoy it. It's, it's uh, The half of it I've read is very nostalgic for me. Like oh, it feels sure. very familiar. But people, you're going to have to read the book to find out why. It's about a serial killer. <laughs> takes John back to his days as a takes, serial killer. Takes me back to the days when my dad was a serial killer. Which is the actually the plot of a movie directed by Bill Paxton called Frailty. I can never remember the name of that movie, Frailty. It's a really good movie. <laughs> I just can't believe I made that crazy connection that right crazy. here. So glad we were. I, I hit record for that one. <laughs> you should get Now everybody's... <laughs> oh hey, uh, Joe, how you doing? Oh, thanks for remembering. <laughs> Joe Mazel. I don't want to get in your way. <laughs> no, please, no. Of course not. No, I was just. It was one of those things where you're holding off, you know, just to build up everybody's anticipation for who the guest was going to be <laughs> on the third consecutive day. I'm like the thump of a tracker. Exactly. <laughs> it's getting closer. That thing is still thumping, man. It's true. It's still, I can hear it now. But, uh, yeah, we're not getting any movement yet uh, so far on this episode. So maybe we should start talking about the movie. Well, we started talking about this minute yesterday because we were so uh, gung-ho, like uh, like like bloodthirsty Marines, all pumped up. Uh, and I was making the point yesterday. Or Michael Keaton movies. Or Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. Yes, true, true. Um yeah, so Apone, or I'm sorry, Gorman tells Apone, hey, you can't collect, he doesn't even explain it. He says you can't fire in there, come, uh, collect all the all the clips from everybody. But he doesn't yeah. tell them why, and so everyone's pissed off and hating uh, hating Gorman more than they were before. And uh, it, it that's the kind of thing that, like, it's it makes some movie logic sense, but it doesn't make real world logic. I'm like, just tell them, just tell them why they can't fire in there, because... 
you know, it's important and it's it's dangerous if you don't tell them that they're going to accidentally set off this uh, thermonuclear reaction. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is one of the clunkier parts of the movie for mm-hmm. the, all of these reasons because you know I, I'm absolutely positive we're gonna get Facebook and Twitter feedback on this where people are gonna have read this some way yeah. that made it made sense for them and that's perfectly fine. Sure, but here's how it doesn't make any sense: having the information that 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 this place is a nuclear reactor and could explode is not something that needs to be withheld. That's absolutely not. Why would that need to be withheld? Right. Like you said, Tom, it's more dangerous to withhold it because if they know <laughs> yes. that that could happen, they're going to be like, Oh shit. Of course. Yeah. Here, take my right. God. Yeah. I don't even want the ammo near me. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that Gorman would keep that information from them. And knowing these Marines, like we do, it really doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't be asking incessantly. Why? Right. Like, right. These guys so far have not shown any sort of respect for Gorman where they're like, I do not question my commanding officer. Yeah. I only do what I'm told. They would be like, what are you talking about? I mean, they say, is he fucking crazy? Yeah. But they don't go. Why? Tell no. us why. <laughs> and we'll do it. Why. Why the entire time. And, and true. I believe Cameron, you know, good instincts here in one way, it would be a horrible scene if that was what the scene was. Like, I don't want that scene either. I don't want them going, tell me why. And Gorman be like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. And them going, come on, man, we got to, you know, that's a terrible scene. So I get it. It's one of those things where I think it's a bit of refrigerator logic. We need to like not be thinking about this. Yeah. The situation itself does create a lot of drama and it's good the idea that they are sitting under a, a reactor it's good drama but wouldn't so that maybe be good? like wouldn't that still work for the audience and for the characters if they all knew why they didn't why they had to give up their clips and that they were in danger of accidentally you know detonating a, a thermonuclear explosion well i guess it would defuse the bomb though right because we immediately find out that a couple yeah. of the Marines disobey orders. We need them to disobey orders. Do you think Vasquez and Drake would disobey orders if they knew? I don't think uh, so. I don't think they're going to want to fire those things in, under those circumstances. So they're not going to disobey orders. Therefore, the bomb is still ticking. Okay. And you kind of need it. I could be wrong about this, but you, you know how I love jumping ahead to other minutes <laughs> like I did last <laughs> right. time. Yeah. Does that actually lead anywhere? Do they actually do they cause detonate anything badly by by firing those weapons that they're not supposed to be firing? No, no, but it's. I mean, yeah, I, I get you. It's it's clunky. It's weird. No, it doesn't. Of course, it doesn't because then we wouldn't have a movie. Everybody'd be yeah. dead. I mean, you yeah. think that like a giant, like possibly about to explode thermonuclear thing, and a bunch of aliens that are going to punch a pop out of the walls and stuff. You think that'd be enough tension? Like you don't have to be worried about like. I mean, I well, don't know, isn't it? Well, you also uh, think either Burke or Ripley would uh, would at least ask, "Do you have any? We- do you have any ammunition that isn't explosive?" Yeah, yeah, like you know, <laughs> like does he know that Hicks has a shotgun, and does anybody else have anything else? Yeah, like I said in the book, uh, Alan Dean Foster has the situation be that they do; they're fully aware. They they say, "Oh, guys, relax. You have other weapons you can use." Because mm-hmm. we see Frost later pulls a sidearm, right? We got yeah. uh, Hicks. And I always kind of read the Hicks moment as it was like a secret stash. Like, haha, I got my mm-hmm. shotgun. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. I think it's just another one of those moments where James Cameron has to write somebody saying something kind of yeah. snarky or clever or pseudo clever. Right. So I, I think that everybody's aware that they have these other guns and it's really just the exploding, like the armor piercing rounds that are the problem. Right. But you're right. It kind of doesn't. 
add anything because, okay, so actually let's say it takes something away. Uh, and, yeah. and hear me out on this. Okay. The big moment that we have here that I think is actually really good is that we get these two cuts. We get this sort of two shot of Frost and Hicks as they're, the news is kind of setting in like, oh, shit, we're not going to be able to use our pulse rifles. Mm-hmm. And they're like kind of gobsmacked, right? Yeah. And then we cut to this really nice shot over uh, Apone's shoulder of of Hudson looking at him like, what the, f- what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do now? And he looks like we're screwed if we don't have these weapons. Right. And this all goes back to a lot of discussion we've had uh, in past weeks about the fact that these these Marines are so dependent on technology. Like, this isn't yeah. a bunch of, like, we're going to fight to the death hand-to-hand. Hand. They really are connected to their technology. It's an extension of them as a soldier. So, to me, this is a, this is a really good moment that it's getting taken away from them. However... It might have been more interesting if their dependence on those was that they, they were fully capable from a technological aspect and still got their asses kicked. Yeah. Wouldn't that make more sense? Wouldn't that be more dramatically or thematically interesting? So maybe yeah. the idea of taking these, maybe this is kind of an empty moment. It's, it, it, yeah, it feels like piling on another layer of stuff where it's really not needed. You've got a lot going on already. And. Yeah, I feel like all you might get from this is that Vasquez is a little bit of a dick. Like, she's like, I don't, you know, why would, you know, I, I it actually does annoy me that she doesn't follow orders, that she that she sneakily, you know, keeps her own stuff and hands one to uh, to Drake. And uh, by the way, I, I know what she's doing. I know that they're like sneaking, you know, the, 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 the you know, ammunition they're not supposed to have. But I, I, what, physically, what is she doing when she's, like, attaching those things? Uh, those are the power packs for the weapon. So those weapons actually, okay. or those little uh, devices that she has are actually what powers the weapon. It's uh, like a battery. Okay. Because so, those things are, like, automated. Right, right, right. Like okay. We talked about, like, they, like, even some, in some places, like, in some games, or, in, like, maybe a little bit of Aliens EU... They mm-hmm. talk about how those things are self-firing, even like depending on the situation. Oh. So, uh, those are power packs. That's the that's the terminology that was used in the book. Oh, okay. So that I, I trust that that's what those are because I was always a little confused about that too. I was like, well, there's yeah. clearly not ammunition in those. Right. But their idea, like, you're not going to unload one of those things, like the belt, the the whole belt or whatever that feeds yeah. into that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that's what they're doing. And you're right. It. it, it it is a dickish move, and it's especially dickish when you know the reason why they shouldn't be firing those weapons. But she <laughs> right, doesn't. Yeah. But she doesn't know, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It not only makes her seem like a dick, but it also makes you again frustrated with Gorman for not telling them why, why they have to turn in their stuff. Yeah, I mean, my main frustration goes with Gorman because I mean, you have a bunch of jarheads, mm-hmm. and there is sort of, I mean, the way certainly the way I read the scene when I was eleven was that basically Vasquez is like ah. Fucking bosses, <laughs> yeah. You know, That's like you can't listen to them. You know, you yeah. got to. Like, we're in the field. We know what's best. We're not going to listen to this like stuff shirt who's you know only done simulated missions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, I think that's good stuff because obviously, you know, to get way ahead, this all feeds into the big moment they have together later in the movie, and which yeah. is a great moment. So I'm glad they have all this. Of course, we've already gotten some of this, and 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 then this particular moment never actually plays out between them. 
Like we see it. Gorman doesn't see it. He's never privy to the fact. I mean, I guess when she starts firing, he is. But uh, it's not really a moment between them. So I'm not sure if it feeds that much into it. Maybe it does. But, I, you know, talking about it, though, we're having to talk too much about the problems with the scene to say that this is a good scene. Like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I mean, it, yeah. it's kind of like, OK, this I'm not seeing much logic behind this. I'm kind of thinking that this not using weapons here. I mean, what it does somewhat, I guess, is establish later that there is this nuclear reaction that can occur. They could have done that in many different ways, though. So, yeah. and I get, I guess, also, it, and again, skipping ahead a little bit, it, it does, uh, uh, it takes out of the picture a lot of their weaponry in this, like later on in the scene. They like they lose a lot of whatever whatever Frost is carrying. Yeah, they lose a lot they of ammo. That. Obviously, the the ammo um, kills a guy or two. Uh, yeah. Again, we're yeah. getting way ahead, but. You know, that was, that's a ticking bomb. That's another mm-hmm. ticking bomb that when we hand that, I mean, if you watch that movie, having seen it once, you know, even once when, as soon as Apone gives Frost that you're like, <laughs> oh man, that guy. <laughs> and he even says, thanks Sarge. Like shit, man, <laughs> yeah. why am I the one? And you're like, yep, that's, that's, yeah, thanks for the red shirt, Sarge. Oh my God. Yeah. Poor Frost. Well, it also, one thing I want to give it is a problem I have with James Cameron's oeuvre overall is sometimes like his tech fetishes get, you know kind of start to drive me crazy yeah mm-hmm. um but in aliens i mean in aliens and specifically in this minute you feel that um you know the giant cannon that vasquez carries is real by having you have to connect right. like basically a couple mm-hmm. wires or you know what i always thought were like hydraulic pump uh, hydraulic pump uh, Hydraulic, yeah, there we go. Pumps, <laughs> um, you know, it feels we- real. It feels like tactile, uh, you know, by having to have to like not necessarily strip them, but having to unload the guns, like mm-hmm. adds that element of like uh, verisimilitude to it, which I really like. Uh, which is sort of undercut by Hicks having what effectively would be a three hundred year old shotgun. <laughs> That's a good point. I never really thought about <laughs> like, that. Is there anything? Yeah futuristic about that shotgun it just looks like no. a shotgun to me that thing is like that thing should belongs in a museum yeah Tom. <laughs> thank uh, you indy indiana jones would be there like trying to steal that thing yeah um is no that thing is whole in the book about how he has a like antique shotgun <laughs> i don't think so i don't remember that hicks uh bequeathed him that uh, shotgun yeah. Now, now I'm not I'm not like a gun guy by any means, but I would say that the pump action shotgun is pretty timeless as far as a piece mm-hmm. of technology. It's not going to change. They're going to keep making those for a long, long, long time. Sure. So I, I suppose it doesn't have to be anything futuristic about it. Sure. I mean, the basic mechanics are sound, um, but you know. There are there have been, improvements have been made. Barrels have changed. The yeah. metals that are used are different. That now the alloys and so on. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, there were shotguns. There were twelve gauge shotguns go back a long, long ways. Like, again, I'm not an expert on this, but I'm betting there was a twelve gauge shotgun over over 120 years ago. Yeah. And they're not going to change that in the next hundred years, probably. I mean, those things are still going to be. I don't know. I mean, you, you could say, I mean, I guess guns in a lot of ways are, are equivalent to other means of, 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 you know, other weapons and so on. I mean, the classic bow and arrow still exist, but we do have the mm-hmm. compound bow, 
right? So yeah. there are advances that are made in separate things, but they still make the classic versions of the things that, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of idea. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, and, and I, I don't disagree with that. I just, you know, but at the same time, you know, the revolver has been around forever. Well, not forever, for about 150 years or so. But, like, if I made a, you know, if you were to make a police action film and your hero had, like, a silver Colt 45 that he twirled <laughs> around, you'd kind of need an explanation for it. Yeah. I guess. I mean, you got Murtaugh, right? You got, you got Riggs and Murtaugh. You got Riggs with the Beretta because he's the young guy. And you got Murtaugh still shooting that six-shooter. Yeah, but that's a snub of 38. I mean, it doesn't look like, which is not what... Um, you know, which is not the same as like, you know, again, like a Samuel Colt revolver. No, but it, it's not those 38s yes. probably go back to the 30s, right? I mean, mm. it's just, and, and they're still making them now and they're still going to be making them for a long time. I mean, but this is a discussion where we're probably really <laughs> driving into the ground at this yeah. point. I'm just pointing out if they possibly updated the, the design of the shotgun, it might be a little better. Just want a little light on it or something, a little blinking light for no yeah. reason. Yeah, blinky light. lights, future. Blinky <laughs> lights, equal future. Gotcha. We've all got our blinking lights and knobs to deal with. Yeah. And we have a blinking red light here telling us we're still recording this episode, despite, despite our better judgment, perhaps. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I'm actually out of notes for this minute, because we talked about so much of it like yesterday. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? Uh, my only thing, well, I think I answered my own question, but I think, uh, the shotgun, it seems like a very powerful explosive weapon, but they're not worried about that disrupting. Well, no. he, again, Hicks doesn't know what the issue is, so he's still holding yeah. onto his gun. But also buck, buckshot, I'm assuming yeah. that has some kind of buckshot or birdshot in it, yeah. which is going to spread thin. It doesn't pierce any metal. I, I mean, you could piercing. shoot the side of a, you shoot the side of a pickup truck I'm going to, I'm going to, my country roots are coming out, y'all. Shoot side of a pickup truck. That buckshot's going to be inside the door. It ain't going through the truck. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So sorry to do that accent to you, Joe. I know that just really bothered you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Well, no. Quite. All right. Well, <laughs> quite, quite. Well, uh, so do you guys have anything else or should we just move on to tomorrow? Yeah. Not to move on to several minutes down, but they do pay off. They, they do, uh, they do follow Chekhov's rules with the shotgun. It does have a payoff later. I'll, I'll give it that. It's Chekhov's shotgun, and Chekhov was he was alive like more than a hundred years ago. So, Joe. <laughs> yeah. See. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All, right. Full circle. All right. Well, Joe's on ABCD. Oh my God! I could not <laughs> say that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Joe, you are our uh, you know our Jesus Christ! I can't talk. Keep this. Keep this all in there. Hey, Joe, where can we yes. find you on the internet? Oh, well, you could try ABC Devo. Okay. You make it sound so easy. Yeah, why did you, why, why were you able to say it? Tom, <laughs> will you let everybody know once again where they can find you online? Yes, you can find me at uh, indianajonesminute.com, or you can find me at caddyshackminute.com. And as uh, Johnson nicely mentioned, you can uh, find my book on the Kindle, uh, In Memory of Todd Woods by Tom Taylor. Yep, I highly recommend half of that book. Everyone, at least and at least, and maybe the second half too. We'll find out later. All right. Well, you can I'm find us at promises. No, no, I'm not. I mean, it could very well go downhill from here. Yeah, you know. I, I, tr I trust you, Tom. It's gonna be a, it's gonna Thank be a good read. 
All right. Well, you can find us at AlienMinute.com, on Twitter at AlienMinutePod, on Instagram at AlienMinutePodcast, or come over to iTunes and subscribe to us. If you've never just subscribed to us on iTunes, uh, even if you don't use iTunes, it'd be awesome to subscribe to us over there and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get some exposure. Um, also, you know, like I said earlier, like I said yesterday, you could leave us a couple bucks in our tip jar. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, okay. Well, that's going to do it for Minute 58. We'll see you tomorrow for Minute number 59.